0: Hello my dear friends, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and of course, Happy Festivus for the rest of us. A few days ago, the world lost an incredible human being. On December 22, 2019, Rumdus peacefully left his body, surrounded by loved ones in his home in Maui, Hawaii. For those of you who don't know, Rumdus, born Richard Alpert, was an American spiritual teacher who has reached millions of people all around the world. In his early life, Richard Alpert was a high achieving academic and became a professor of psychology at Harvard University. There, he became personal and professional associates with Timothy Leary, which ultimately led to them both being fired for their experiments with psychedelic drugs. Alpert and Leary became key figures in the psychedelic revolution of the 1960s and 70s, wrote many books on the subjects, and encouraged people to open their heart and mind and explore their consciousness. Alpert then travelled to India on a spiritual quest, taking LSD with him, and basically dosing up holy men in order to find some kind of enlightened insight as to what this stuff actually was. There, he met his guru, Neem Karoli Baba, or Maharaji, who showed Alpert an unconditional love and wisdom that changed him forever. From then on, Alpert became Ramdas, which means servant of God, and returned to the West and shared the wisdom he learnt from his guru. His lectures and books have helped me for many years now, and I'm so grateful that I was actually able to spend some time with him a few years back. A couple of my favorite quotes from him are, Treat everyone you meet as if they are God and drag. And, I help people as a way to work on myself, and I work on myself as a way to help people. To me, that's what the emerging game is all about. I highly recommend listening to his series of lectures called Experiments in Truth, or if you can't get your hands on that, pretty much any of his lectures from the 70s on, uh, on YouTube are free. They always put me in a great place when I'm painting. One thing I love about Ram Dass's story is his evolution as a character. From all the work he did on psychedelics, approaching it from a place of academia, how he leaned into his curiosity and allowed himself to grow with his experiences, how he gave up everything he worked for in life for the quest of truth, love and peace how the psychedelics allowed him to see where he was trapped by attachment and shattered his life model because he knew there was more while i was at his retreat 4 or 5 years ago in hawaii i asked ramdas if he believed psychedelics were a necessary tool in people's path towards enlightenment he said something like psychedelics will put you in the room with god but eventually you will have to leave but through practicing love you'll be able to stay there are some incredible films out there about him too my favourites would be Fierce Grace and Dying to Know, Ram Dass and Timothy Leary. Thank you, Ram Dass, and rest in peace. The world will miss you. Today's chat is with the one and only Kodiak Kid. In my opinion, Corey is one of Melbourne's absolute best DJs and is proving himself to be a sterling producer too theme for the song's podcast was created by him and i'm pretty excited to unveil the new and improved version of the podcast's theme song which cory has worked his magic on thank you so much for that Corey. you are a legend without any more delays enjoy this chat with kodiak Kid. cheers is
1: there a point to all this i think we're getting in too deep
2: you don't apply bad luck i have one speed i have one gear go
1: Go, 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 I'll
0: tell you when we're getting in too deep, too deep, too deep, 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 deep. mate. What's happening? How you going, man? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Every
2: year it just becomes a bit of a...
0: Yeah. I don't really care anymore. Yeah, man. Are you doing much for Chrissy?
2: Uh, not really. Just
0: having mum over here. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. As this, I got um a little while ago on Instagram, I got added to a page from all the other Jack Rollins. Huh? <laughs> I just got a Christmas message from every other Jack Roland on Instagram. How? I don't know. I just got added. It's called the Jack Roland Family. They're just like <laughs> Happy Christmas season to all the Jack Rollins out there. I hope you don't have to do too many uncomfortable political conversations around the family table. From Jack <laughs> Roland. Uh, <laughs> I reckon you sent them all out eh? yeah. <laughs> You just sent them to yourself I actually said um, When I first got added to it I wrote um, Let's have a competition Of who's the best Jack Roland. We'll call it a jack-off And then um, <laughs> Quite soon after I realised that Probably most of them Are actually children <laughs> I'm like, all right all right reel it in reel it in <laughs> 2000 and jack <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh thanks so much for um making the time all day today man uh not just for this podcast but we've been busting out for the last i don't know two hours the uh kind of re rejig of the theme theme song um yeah. incredibly grateful man
2: oh no worries man
0: yeah um, um yeah, grateful for the first bit, which. Um, but from I think from now on, this new uh, reworked theme song will be it, and it's sounding pretty fucking sick. Yeah, you got some pretty funny samples in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that was fun. Yeah, for those playing at home, I think it's uh, what have we got? Charlie Sheen in there? No, um, don't give, don't give it away. Charles. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, live a little for the imagination. Yeah, <laughs> maybe
2: edit one out. That one out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Sweet. So, um, the, uh, with that theme song, like how kind of, um, how much, uh, effort do you kind of, um, put into kind of making that all together? Like, was that kind of a pre, uh, worked piece that you had, or did you have to, um, make it specifically?
2: Uh, I, I had a lot of unfinished sort of projects lying around. Yes. Yeah, Wait. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, lots of beats I've been working on and uh just didn't really have a place for them anywhere. Yeah. I couldn't really, you know, sort of just left them aside. And, and yeah, and then you asked me if you got any, you know, sort of short tracks that could be could be working mm-hmm. for a podcast. And, yeah, I thought, yeah, I got a lot of sort of nice, I don't know, sort of cinematic kind of hip-hop beats yeah. and stuff lying around and just fun kind of beats. So, yeah, um, and I thought that one... Um, suited the most, and just tidied it up a little bit. Um, yeah, sick. And just kind of finished it off a bit, and uh, yeah, and stoked you liked it.
0: Yeah, cheers, man. Is that like what you usually do when you're kind of doing a song? Do you just um grab, kind of just make sections, like maybe uh you know a few loops here and there, or do you actually kind of start from start to finish and have a have a kind of melody in mind, or do you just yeah chop, I, chop it up and?
2: Yeah, I I start I start from I start from scratch. Uh, I don't really have any sort of reference tracks or anything like that. I kind of just start from scratch, and then if I'm feeling it, like I'll just chop up and make my own sort of loops. Yeah. And then if yep. I'm feeling it, and if I'm not really feeling it, then I'll just stop, and then I'll just start something new.
0: And just put that to the side.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm. I'm. Yeah. That's sort of. I don't have the best workflow at the moment. That's kind of what it works for me. But yeah, if I'm not feeling it, then I just put it aside, and yep. then I just start a fresh new track. I might start like two. Or three tracks in a session, yeah. Like, nice. and I might go to, and I'll be like spend an hour on it, and they're like, "No, nah, I don't like this," and I'll start again. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, a lot of people would just finish the track, and then, but then I, I, I don't know. I, would rather just kind of start something that I'm gonna finish. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But that, then that, in saying that, then I'll go through my computer, and there'll be heaps of unfinished tracks and stuff, and I'll go back to them. And be like, oh, this is actually sick. Yeah. And then I'll like rehash that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of like what I did for this theme song. Yeah, thing. But yeah, and then, then I'll get ideas for songs that I'm working on at the moment, like new songs that I'm like actually finishing and I'm pretty happy with. And then I'll go back to other tracks of like samples or stuff that I played in there and that could work. I'm trying to find... You know, a melody or something that I just can't find for the new track I'm working on. Yeah, and then I'll grab that from an old song and and just you know slide that in there and see if that works.
0: Slide it on in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so are you you're um you're born and bred in Melbourne, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, where, where whereabouts did you grow up? Uh,
2: I grew up in Pran in mm. uh yeah, Pran Flats, Yeah. like near the yeah, cross road from the skate park. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I went to school. Around there,
2: yeah. I went to school in St. Kilda, um, a boys' college, yeah, right, yeah, yeah full Christian Brothers College, yeah, yeah right. uh, but there was a girls' school across the road, uh, yeah, PCW, so yeah, you know, kind of made it a little bit easier. Barrel, more <laughs> we barren. saw girls, you know, or <laughs> well, you know, whatever, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, was, it wasn't like a full on Christian school, it was, um, it was, you know, like kind of semi private, but yeah, uh, made a lot of good friends there, and um. Yeah, so that's where I kind of grew up, um, skating at the skate
0: park, and I was growing up in the flats. Yeah,
2: Fine. it was good, to, you know, like a sort of I was across the road from, from the pool, pram pool, mm. and those flats. They're like the Essex Street flats, so they're like kind of they're not as um, big as the other ones. You got the other ones on Malvern Road, which are massive. There's a lot more people there, but um, you know, um, same lots of different types of people there, you know, I saw a lot of things growing up there, mm. you know, a lot of drugs and a lot of, a lot of, you know, sort of disadvantaged people there. A lot of kids that grow up there, yeah, grow up there that just kind of had pretty broken homes and, or didn't have parents there or their, or their or their brothers and sisters raised them or, yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of different situations in the, in, you know, the commission housing there. I was pretty lucky enough to have, you know, my mum was, um, you know, she was, you know, kind of, she was, you know, looked after me as much as she could. So, yeah, awesome. yeah so yeah, it was, yeah, so I was kind of lucky in that way.
0: Um, Did you kind of, because um, you used to do, before music and all that, you are pretty into graffiti, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, did that kind of come through um, growing up around there around the, the skate parks and all that? Or Yeah, so yeah. like
2: I got into, like, I start well, before, before like even like graffiti and skateboarding, like I was fully into sports.
0: Oh right! Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like yeah.
2: footy. I was like love. You were footy You're a 40 yeah. boy.
1: Yeah, I was a footy boy. <laughs> yeah, surprised <laughs> you in stand up under fourteen.
2: Yeah, fourteen. I yeah, played for Prann Footy Club and and um and I played um for the NBL. Played for Melbourne Tigers. Really? So, yeah. Like won MVP for like yeah. I got presented by like fucking like Mark Bradkey and Andrew Gaze. Yeah, right. Uh, that I was, didn't yeah, know. For, yeah. So I did lots of sports. I even did football umpiring as well. Yeah, right. To make some money. <laughs> I had like lots of really stuff up, for, up to what age. Uh, I was like 14 or 13 yeah. when I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you'd under, umpire like like under 10s and under 12s. And they were the most brutal out of uh, like, you know, the age groups yeah, no that shit. fight all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I had lots of little different jobs um, when I was young. But yeah, yeah. So then I uh, started skate. I was always skateboarding. I've been skateboarding since I was like 10, 9, 10 years old.
0: Yep. Yeah, I used to do a bit of skating, but... Um, fell over a few times and, um, hurt myself and decided I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> you must've hurt yourself pretty bad. Not really, man. <laughs> just a full, just a full pussy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. So like I was skating and I was playing sport at the same time. So it was like, you know, skating or sport and, yeah. And then, you know, then I like, became, you know, it was teen, 14, 15, 16 and then, you know, started, you know, I did, drinking and yeah. smoking weed or whatever. And that definitely made me not want to play sport anymore. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And kept skating. And then skateboarding led me into um, like graffiti and hip hop. Yeah, so all right. the skateboarding videos and even like, you know, like punk music and mm. rock and roll music. Yeah. That's pretty much where my first taste of music and sort of graffiti came from. It was like, and, you know, growing up in Paran and those areas, and at school, you know, like I knew other people that were graffiting and skateboarding.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, I thought it was super cool. I feel like and, Pram yeah. was a bit rougher back then, wasn't it? Uh, not, I mean, so much, not really? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty rough. Like, it's I mean, and I not... don't I don't hang around there anymore. Like, uh, so I, I don't even oh, know what it's now, like eh? anymore. I'm sure there's definitely rough elements to it. But I think it was definitely quite like, yeah, when I was growing up there, like there was lots of gang fights, you know, like... Right the people from other suburbs would come down and, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I didn't really get involved. Like, you just sort of see it, watch it from the sidelines and stuff like that. But they're all there, you know, older um, sort of generation kids, you know, they're definitely getting into fights. And, but, yeah, de- definitely... Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't have no idea what it's like now. I mean, There's a whole generation of kids, different, you know, younger yeah. kids in now. But, uh, yeah, it was a great place to grow up, the skate park. I saw a lot of things. A lot of things you shouldn't see when you're that young. You know, you know, that, you know I saw... Someone OD, you know, Damn. when I was, like, 12 years old. Oh, right. The basketball course, there. Like, I saw a lot of things there. It was pre- pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it was, you know, not, like, you know, not the best place to grow up, but, like, it was also the best place to grow up because, like, yeah. you know, it was very, became pretty street smart there. So, mm. um, and, you know, just managed to just hang out with, like, good bunch of friends um, for, who I'm still good friends with now from primary school. And we always skate together, so skateboarding kind of saved, kind of saved you know me a little bit as well. Um, just having a good group of friends to just kind of you know hang out with, and not try and you know get uh,
0: too caught up with the wrong the wrong crowd. Have you seen that um that documentary uh, All This Mayhem, the, based on the Peppers Brothers? Yeah, man, I, that's I think that's the main reason why I'm asking if uh, if it was a bit dodgier when you grew up because um. Love that film so much. I mean, it's such a crazy story, but there's so much footage of Peran from what is it? The early '90s, I guess. Or yeah, yeah. Even late '80s, I think it's the early '90s. It's the early
2: night, yeah. Like, yeah. So
0: nostalgic, but it also it really just shows how different things were back then. I mean, yeah. Even when you think about like what St Kilda used to be and now what it is, it's just completely different world. Oh, totally. But, um, yeah, I, I just remember, um, you know, every now and then when I'd hang out at the. The Paran skate parks it just just had that uh, much kind of uh, grungier kind of feel about it back then, yeah, which you just don't have now.
2: it was pretty grimy, like yeah. like I grew up you know it was the Peran Bowl before yeah. it was escape with before that that skate up, but they had the old ramp and the bowl, and I remember like yeah i i I moved to Paran when I was like three or four years old, yeah, um from Brunswick I was in Brunswick, and then yeah, I moved there, and uh, I used to go and ride down at the bowl and like my mum used to take me down to the bowl, and she wouldn't let me go down there by myself. So she used to come down there and like yeah, supervise. and I used same to hate, I get so embarrassed.
1: My <laughs> dad would come, yeah, yeah,
2: was- and then I got to like a certain age where it was like you know like. Ten or eleven or whatever, and they're like, and they had a bunch of group of friends. I was like, all right, you can go there, but it was yeah. like sweet. My mum doesn't have to rock yeah. down and like, it out. You know, there'd be like you know older dudes like swearing at the ball. My mum would tell them off and be like, fucking shut up, <laughs> mum. Like, then I'd end up hanging out with those dudes later on. Yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, oh, Your mum's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, but yeah, I remember Taz and Ben Pappas. All oh, right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was I was just starting to skateboard when they were becoming when they were becoming pro. Uh yeah. Do you have a chat to him and stuff? Uh yeah, Ben, not not so much Taz. Like uh Taz was in America, I think already. That's I'd seen it's got one here. Yeah, sweet. I'd yeah, I'd seen uh Taz skating. Um I think I maybe said hi to him, like he wouldn't have remembered me then, but uh Taz yeah skating and then he went off to America and then Ben Pappas was sort of you know, he was skating and then he went off. Um and yeah, and then they went off and did their thing and they were, you know, it's a crazy, crazy movie because I remember a lot of that footage, especially when Ben came back mm. and there's that scene of Ben, um, he's on the, he's on the ramp and, you know, yep. you see, he's like completely zonked out. With that girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I remember that girl. Like we used, Oh, really? Yeah. I, I was there oh, the, those days when Ben was back and he'd, he was you know, heavily into drugs and yeah, like it was. It was quite sad. Um, it's a sad, it, it's a sad film. It's a really sad film. It's super heavy, like. Yeah. And I, I remember watching that film, you know, like when it came out, and I totally kind of forgot about all that that happened, and I forgot mm. about all the shit that happened, and then I was like, it all started coming back to me, and I remember him and that that girl that he was hanging out with, and there was, yeah, it was, it was quite, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty heavy down there at Paran, like in those days, actually, like when I think about it, like starting to remember things like that, like, mm. that was huge. Like, yeah. you know, like, dying and all that thing, having, like, it's full on. Yeah. Know, like, yeah, and, yeah, we saw a lot of that. And, um, we, yeah, we used to skate with, you know, like, Ben Pappas and Dom Kekic and all those guys, like, little tiny little runs, like, you know, mm. just coming up. But, yeah, it was a yeah
0: awesome place yeah. to fucking grow up. Do yeah. you do much skating these days?
2: Uh, still a little bit, yeah, yeah. Like, me and my mates, like... We all try and get out and go for a skate every now and then. Mm. Um, but it's not the same, you know, not, it's, it, it's hard to skate by yourself. Like I'll skate places, but it's hard to go and skate and just G each other up and do yeah. tricks and Especially stuff like, like that. Especially like when we're in our thirties
0: and stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, I'd love to just to kind of go and jump on a board, but I'd, god how sad would that look just like <laughs> maybe elf. for you yeah for me yeah maybe not you but like yeah, get yeah. elbow pads on and shit i still shit. got a bit of style so <laughs> yeah but... i bet you do uh yeah but Actually... I,
2: no i love skating but yeah i mean yeah even like I get in- if i get injured like i think i rolled my ankle a few years ago yeah and it fucked me yep um and, you know, usually when, you know, when you're younger, you'd roll your ankle and you'd be sweet in a couple of hours. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, like it's like, rubber, like my rubber ankle's bones. for life. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I do resent that you said I might not have a bit of style because I actually, when I ditched my skateboard, got a Razor scooter. <laughs> oh, no, no. Are you joking? <laughs> I'm not
2: joking at all. Like, you're lucky.
0: I didn't see you at the same time. I love in that film when like they uh they see the rollerbladers.
2: <laughs> That's what it was like. That's so we funny, used to, man. We used to, you know, call them fruit booters. Fruit booters. And we used to fucking, <laughs> we used to tease them. We used to like give them so much shit. Yeah. We were, we were such cruel kids back then. Oh man, like, like kids I, are fucked. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it's crazy. i was watching all these old skate videos of my mate Riley, and like we got all. We used to just film everywhere. We used to film everything. Yeah. Skateboarding, and there's just so many. Like, I was watching the footage the other day, and there's like all this footage of. All of us just like you know, like you know, people at the skate park and just like picking on fucking people that are older than us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's and just, what you know. Kids just are... real smart ass kids It's like it's just funny. Like yeah, I mean, kids about... about now is like fuck who assholes back then.
0: <laughs> kids <laughs> are proper like out of control when they're like bullying adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, it was just, yeah,
2: it was, yeah. It's funny, but I don't know you look back and I was like that's hilarious. Like it's just kind of yeah, like, kind of what you do when you're a little kid. I suppose I don't know, maybe not every kid,
0: but no, we were the same. We used to film everything man like um it yeah. was kind of actually just before jackass actually
2: yeah yeah started like it was all um, in it was all inspiration because of jackass yeah, kind all, of stuff
0: you know? all inspired by, i think a lot of those um skate videos as well you know um and yeah. me and a few friends we would just go and oh man we do so much dumb shit and film all of it and you know just vandalize this or you know just pull yeah. pranks on people in the public yeah, and yeah totally. and just, we were like i don't know 12? Or 12. Things. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Just, yeah, like, just, like just water balls. bombing people on yeah, the street yeah, yeah. from the car parks. Yeah, egging, water bombs So funny. Just yeah. bad news, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> Hate to say it, but a lot of good memories with that, actually. Yeah, I, I'd go, I, I'd, I'd do it all <laughs> again. Yeah. I'd go back and do it all again. Yeah, I wouldn't I so do it these days, but yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, just for a moment, remind, remind, myself of all that mischief was pretty, pretty golden. I mean, if all my
2: mates were up for doing that now,
0: I'd probably still do that now. (laughs) 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 Totally. Um, So like with all the skate park kind of culture that you were, I guess, immersed in, was that where the hip hop aspect came in? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, Skateboarding, watching
2: countless skateboard videos and skating every day. That was how I got exposed to hip hop Mm -hmm. music and, you know, sort of, uh, yeah. Um, Before that, my mum, you know, she... She was used, she was like a jazz, jazz ballet dancer Hmm. and she, uh, yeah, professional dancer and she had like lots of old classic soul and jazz records around the house. But she also had, she also really liked pop music as well. Hmm. Um, Michael Jackson and shit. And I was like ruled into the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) 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 Love the Backstreet Boys. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CDB. I don't remember them. No, I uh, I know. Melbourne R&B group. (laughs)
0: uh <laughs> yeah like yeah didn't like expect Michael that backstreet. yeah yeah That's yeah
2: great. um i actually performed um the backstreet boys live at um at rainbow at rainbow serpent yeah a few years ago. i'm devastated yeah, i'm still lorenz and Patty, uh it was hilarious Dancers and all yeah yeah full great. dance he lost my voice and uh <laughs> everyone just ended up in that tent because there was no other music going on at rainbow at like five in the morning it was like there's nothing going on and then we walked into this cabaret tent and they're all doing like it was like you know, bloody cross dresses everywhere, and it was like this full thing. It was hilarious, and they're like, "Oh, you know, cabaret karaoke." And they like gave us this book, and I was like, "It was a choice." I was like, "All right, Savage Garden, like to the yep. moon and back," or yep. it was like all oh, Backstreet Boys. I was like, "I'll go Backstreet Boys." Not to mention, I do like Savage Garden as well.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> a degenerate <dig-a-ter-a-cuna>. cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Love that shit. <laughs> I know. It's
2: I, like- I've got i I've, I've got a. I've got a bit of a thing for like. Cheesy hits Man so uh, yeah. do like, I like, It's I, come I later it. love, in life yeah. Like I'm yeah. getting
0: in touch With my uh...
2: it, it was way better Than what the hell's Going on now Like yeah. the hits back then Like I don't know Oh yeah. man It's just yeah. like But I still like A good pop song You know It comes on It's like yeah That's you know Anything that's super catchy It's like yeah, These guys know What they're doing You got
0: any um Like modern pop song Well like What's the most Modern pop song That you would Have embraced uh, Probably <laughs> You didn't get behind That Daft Punk Pharrell stuff Did you uh,
2: Not really no. It wasn't I didn't mind uh, it. I, I didn't yeah, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But I I didn't think it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh probably like I don't know, like like today. Yeah. I, like probably I suppose I, like I definitely like I'd say pop would be that, that new um it's oh I mean, it's probably like earlier this year it came out, maybe last year. Is that Mark Ronson one with Miley Cyrus? Oh. Mark Ronson's
1: but Lane, you know, Mark right. Ronson's awesome. awesome. He's yeah. an amazing
2: producer. And Miley Cyrus, I did not really know much of her, but that song is like this country pop song. It was like yep. super what, awesome song. Old
0: Town Road. Old
2: Town is it? No, not, <laughs> no. is that what's called? Yeah. No, no, no.
0: You know that little Nas. X oh, little Nas. No,
2: nah, that guy can get <laughs> fucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know, so their dad, props dad. to
2: him for like just making some stupid song and yeah. just getting and just getting paid. You know, what about um, <laughs>
0: what about Kanye? Me and um, me and Baylor had a bit of a discussion about Kanye. Yeah, are you pro or against?
2: I don't know. Like, oh, he's definitely he's definitely a very interesting dude. He's, he's, I he's that.
0: He yeah, he's, he's definitely, definitely an idiot. <laughs> he's definitely that too.
2: He, some call him a genius.
0: Man, I don't. I don't. I, I, get don't, it.
2: I, I think he's. I think he is generally is a real smart dude, but he's just really, really bad at getting just communicating. Yeah, he just can't get things across without looking like a fucking like a you know like a just total loony like but seen... I watched this recent interview with him um, with that big boy guy he's like an interviewer you're right and it's just talking about like it's like super super new and it's about like you know him he, that, you knew how he's doing that whole Sunday
0: service thing yeah I was about to ask you about that it's, yeah and he's doing weird. all that and he's gone
2: like full Christian he's gone he's like and he's just he's,
0: everyone's dressed in white
2: yeah yeah it's like I don't know man like it's like uh, I don't really know he's what starting he's, a cult he started a cult yeah pretty much I don't know what his angle is like. You know, like you know, he's he's. I think he's he's, he's really hard to.
0: I don't know. I kind of. I I just always seen him as just a dude with an in, a grossly inflamed ego, and to me that's just the next step. It's yeah. Just like, it's well, like his ego is just. I've topped the charts. I've topped fame. I've you know kind of redesigned all that. How how making some weird shoes. Can ass I become too? a messiah too? <laughs> I think that's like. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could you could say, wow, look what he's done. And, But I, I mean, I put him in the same category as Donald Trump. Like people say Donald Trump's dumb, but like, well, he got to the to the hot seat, didn't he? Yeah,
2: well, he it actually is. He's the star of the actual reality TV show. Yeah, he turned it Earth, all like, into a reality. A reality TV show. You know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I think, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm a bit too harsh on Kanye. No, fuck it. I can be harsh on Kanye. Yeah, he's, no, got, no. he's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, Kim Kardashian doesn't even see him anymore because he's just like going to Sunday, Sunday yeah, right. services. Yeah, Probably sits. I maybe he's not even like, like you know, maybe they're not even intimate anymore because he's he's a born you know, he's a born again Christian or yeah. Catholic, Catholic or something. So maybe he's like, <laughs> didn't even think about that. No, no yeah. he's like, I don't know. Yeah, he, yeah, like I don't like his music. I I think he makes real good beats. Mm. He's got he's he's got an ear. He's got a good ear. But in terms of rapping, he should definitely not rap. Yeah, um, you know, his old early early stuff was kind of alright, but I like the first two albums. Yeah, um... totally. But mm-hmm. he's just as the years gone past. Like, you know, people think he's crazy. I don't know. Like, no one. I don't think anyone really knows though. Like, I gave him a lot of shit. I remember, like, nah, fuck Kanye. But then, like, you watch an interview and like, someone said it on YouTube, it was like, oh, he's like a, he's like a crazy person in a normal world. Or yep. it's the other way around. It's like a normal person in a crazy world. Just anyway, or, and I was like, or kinda, double
1: crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's yeah, I don't know. He's he's definitely he's definitely out there. Yeah, for sure. But you know, um, yeah, whatever. He's doing his thing. Yep. And yeah, yeah, doing Yeah, but I, I think don't know why, I don't know
0: why I give him so much thought. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I do think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think
2: whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. Yep, yep. Can't <laughs> argue with that. And I don't know if he's a troll. People are like that, nah, he's a complete troll. I'm like, I don't think he is. Mm. I think he's actually just completely you know, like I suppose being that famous, you don't know. Being that famous, there must be so much like, you know, underlying depression. Same as comedians and stuff like that. Yeah, you're most you're, people are just completely depressed people. Like, you mm. know, and you got that much fame, people are literally coming up to you on the street. Or blah, blah, blah. like, But for them having that level of fame and money, I don't know what that does to a person. I don't know what it would do to, do to me. Yeah, I, I don't know what it do to that. you. I don't know if you had that much, like, you know, it could definitely change someone. I think. Yeah,
0: I mean, how could it not? Yeah, totally. Like, when everyone, um, you know, is just like kissing your ass everywhere you go, I yeah. mean, it'd be pretty hard to, would be hard to stay humble. Yeah. I mean, I even think about that, about like, you know, ridiculously good looking girls, Walking down the street, and just everywhere they go, everyone would just be their experience would be so different to a normal person because everyone's really, really, really nice to them for no reason. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, they um, I guess guys want something, um, mm. so yeah, I mean, their kind of experience with the general public, fame or anything like that would be, yeah, just different,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. As you said, was um, you know, women and that, even um, girl, you know, people going to clubs, like a girl going to, a, uh, you know, to an event by herself and all, all she wants to do is just dance mm, yep. and have a good time and, and just, you know, not have a bunch of dudes just come up and, you know, maybe grope her or like, you know, think yep. it's an invitation or whatever, but it's like, I just want to go out and dance.
0: It, that, and that's, that's what I that's, mean. That's, yeah, right? exactly what it is. You know? I mean, you yeah, you'd, you'd be half flattered and probably actually mostly cautious. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't see we don't see that. It's like yep.
2: oh, you don't notice that kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah, because we've got different lenses on, like, mm-hmm. to see any of that kind of behavior from other you know people.
0: Yeah, I mean, travel India and you'll see that times a hundred. You know. Yeah, so I like, have heard yeah. particularly like a, a yeah when we traveled India uh, a few years ago. Um, you know, girls traveling by themselves. Uh, it's a different story. It's um, yeah. it's kind of upsetting. <laughs> to, yeah, that that's that's a um. That's how it is. But uh, I always say, yeah. Say I it's got to be wary, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If love could, India, by I don't the know way. If I
2: could, yeah, handle myself if yeah. I was over there. Like, Definitely
0: my favorite trip I've ever done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, love it. Um, going back quickly back to... Um, yep. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah, we um, went <laughs> Kanye like always steals the fucking <laughs> conversation. Eh? Um, so, like, when you were, I guess, you know, getting into hip-hop and all that, uh, where, did, where did you start playing around with, um, you know, spinning records? Did you start collecting music or... um? How did music actually enter your life as uh, something that you decided to do as a hobby?
2: Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you know, skateboarding and graffiting. Um, you yeah, I was super into um, hip-hop from from Melbourne. People were like, oh, it's Aussie hip-hop, is a genre. It's not a fucking genre. It's, <laughs> it's just hip-hop, but it's from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that got right into graffiti and um, pretty much... Just did that all the time. Skateboarding. I think it's probably like one of the most addictive, addictive things of that's like, yeah, I've ever had. I think, like, even now with graffiti, like, I don't like I hardly graph anymore, but I still do sometimes. But I'm still like looking everywhere, I still know who, like, who's who, and like, you know, yeah, you're just like you're just, you're just reading things. You're like, oh, that spot, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, want to do that spot, like, gotta get that. I'm just like, ah, oh, fucking too old for this, but <laughs> whatever. but... But uh, yeah, so then going back in, yeah, into music and then um, my my mate, uh, uh, Elliot from school, he was like, oh, there's this, um, we were like getting into the DMC, watching the DMC championships. Oh, right. And you know, like hip hop. Scratch battles, right? Yeah, yeah. And like skateboarding and graffiti and all that, it, it just led to like, you know, just, like, DJing and turntablism, seeing that, uh, I can't remember exactly what was that led me to watching those videos but yeah we all watch that like every day the dmc battles dj craze and all that i was like this is so sick i was like it's like i want to do that i want to learn how to scratch and yeah and uh yeah so we um he got this like um half price deal for this school united dj mixing school which is in i was still going run by dj kc and yeah we just we did it It was like this christmas deal and we just like just did it like yeah it's give it a go and and then bought turntables. Like saved up and bought turntables. I was working like you know, working at a pizza restaurant in mm. McKinnon. Tra- <laughs> training from Paran to McKinnon. Yeah, right. McKinnon's just, kinda out of the way. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. My mate got me a job at this pizza shop. I did like <laughs> used to be a delivery boy the chemist in Peran. Yeah. So like, yeah, just did heaps of jobs. Yeah, saved up and got some Newmark turntables and then yeah, we did the we did the course and there was like a test at the end of it. Came second in that. And yeah, right. Awesome. yeah. It was like a set at a club. You had to do like a set at a club. And, How old were you? Um, 18? Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, yeah, last year of high school. And I just completely f- like fucked my... Well, no, I, I finished school, but like I just, just didn't care about school anymore. Yeah. Because I found, yeah, I was like, oh, I really like this. And I was, from that moment, I was like, I know what I want to do yep and it was like i just want to dj It's like, so good man most yeah. people
0: so many people go through life not ever knowing <laughs> what drives know. them in. know yeah i'm or... really lucky that yeah i
2: just was like no oh, this is sick and i just want to you know do it and yeah so i just just didn't like i you know i was like i was pretty good at school like up until like year 10 hmm. and then you know you know being a teenager and you know doing dumb shit yeah you know, takes over from that but um but yeah and then my last year of high school, yeah. Uh we, um, yeah, I got right into DJing and playing hip hop. What's
0: that? Playing hip hop.
2: Uh, yeah, it was like yeah, hip hop and like and and like drum and bass. Yeah, as well. Great. Um Yeah, and then went. went to my first drum and bass gig. It was like a BBA gig, um, jungle run gig. When I was eighteen, I had like a, I had like a not a broken leg, but I had like a cast on my leg because I mm-hmm. split my knee open. And I went to the, went to the club with like like my leg and a cast, <laughs> and I was dancing around and. Yeah, that was sick. And then, yeah, so, yeah, and then um, did that. And then I moved into a studio because, like, me and my friend, we wanted to have a studio where we could just practice because it was, like, in the bedroom. I didn't really have much space. Yep. My in my in my house. And, uh, yeah, so we we ended up finding this space, renting a space in Richmond. Uh, with a friend. My friend Tim he used to run this warehouse space and they had all these studios there. And it was full of, like, some of, like, the best graphers in Melbourne, we were doing there and like some cool musos. In so was like a art and music studio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like, it, yeah, it was like there was people living there but it was, yeah, it was both. It was an art music studio. There was like this, it was in uh, Coppin Street and there's this massive like uh, courtyard with heaps of graph in it and like that was, yeah, that was kind of the start of like um, sort of starting to like getting to like started to mix beats and all that kind of stuff. Um, but my first, yeah, so I was sort of doing that, but my first ever sort of, um, well, that wasn't my, my first gig. Yeah, so my first ever gig was at uh, Section 8. Yep. And it was supporting the band Miso. Yeah, okay. You know, Miso. Um, yeah. Yeah. Band, uh, Miso. Yeah. Band Miso? Yeah, a band, yeah. It's like... It's, Maybe I don't know Miso. It's like a kind of, uh, it's like trip hop, electronica mm. kind of band. They're really cool. i have to check them out. Um. Yeah, so the producer from Nam Soup, he had a studio. Soup. Yeah, you know soup. <laughs> no, it was miso and soup. <laughs> yeah, <he's>, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, so he had a studio at um, at this place in Richmond, and um, and I was just always mixing vinyl. He's like, yeah, come cool. and play a gig here, uh, yeah, and I span. And I was like, at that time, I was just playing. I was playing all vinyl, so it was just like mixing vinyl. And I was playing like I dropped like Nutbush City, stuff like that. Like <laughs> a Tina Turner. I was, I was like yeah. I just, heaps of different stuff, hip cool. hop and, and like dance music and As you drum still bass. do, yep. Yeah, it was really cool. And then uh yeah, and then uh and then I met I met um uh Muska and Tal, hmm. uh, <clears> the <throat> techno techno um DJs from Melbourne. I met them through a friend of mine, Dr. Sponk. Shout outs to Dan, who I met through my mate Al, one of my good mates. And Big he used Al. to he used to yeah, Big yeah. Al. Shout out Big Al. And uh he he um he used to MC with Tile, Dr. Sponk. And they used Dr. to Doctor yeah, Spunk and they used to MC and Tile used to play at Revolver and you know, like all these places and like house music and all that techno, and then he's and then I just got to know those guys and um and I was DJing and just went to their parties and then they ended up giving me a set. And my first cool. ever set, I mean, after section eight was at a candy bar, yep, candy bar day party. I don't know if people would. Candy remember. bar's not going anymore. Candy bar's it? not going anymore. Where
0: was that? I remember that. It was in Greville
2: Street. Yeah, yeah. And I was like 19. Yep. And uh, and and my set was at like 10 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So it was like you know it was like a recovery party and like I'd never like you know never been to a recovery party before like you know like so yeah you know, straight I, into the deep. I've been up that late before, but yeah. I never I hadn't been like
0: played that that early. <laughs> so was that like your first paid gig?
2: uh yeah it was yeah cool yeah it was my per- first pay gig yeah. at a recovery party at a recovery <laughs> party so it was like you know like all these techno details and then it was like this um yeah like outdoor section and they used to run those candy bar parties all the time and so i met a lot of people um there i met Leola there at candy bar yeah, right um and uh yeah it's um yeah so that was my first ever gig and that was funny rocking up like fresh i've been to sleep yeah and I woke up and I went in there, and it was just like <laughs> it's just like well, was it paint just, the scene? people just cooked everywhere. it was just like <laughs> people break dancing on the floor like um like yeah i'd I'd never yeah it, it, yeah it
0: was a, it was an eye opener it was the beginning of a of a new era yeah, yeah yeah um,
2: so yeah that was and then through that uh uh and then I ended up getting a residency at revolver mm. like pretty early on. So the dinner set at Revolver.
0: From that gig or just uh, well, from hanging just around? Just hanging out, and, out with those yeah.
2: guys and maybe from that gig as well. There's a guy, Logan Baker, another guy He's from New Zealand mm-hmm. and he lives, and he was living in Melbourne at the time. So he used to run like residencies around the place and they always were doing like techno parties and they'd have side rooms with like hip hop. And there's another guy, PQM, he used to play as well. And so they always have like these side rooms of hip hop. And, yeah, they started getting me on these side room, like, you know, parties. So, like, they're multi-genre parties. Yeah. Take no breaks and then there'll be hip-hop. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got my foot in the door, like, um, to, you know, playing gigs till now sort of thing. Like, yeah, so, and then I got a residency at Revolver um, playing, yeah, the dinner set for, like, a year. And I was, like, 19, 20. That's awesome. Yeah, and I played it every Thursday night. I played all ro- 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 with my vinyl. I was living at the studio in Richmond. Uh, just stay, staying in like a it was like you know it was a old warehouse it was super dodgy like you know like it was the first place I moved out of home I moved in there and before that so I had a studio there and it was just a room and like we just graphing it and it was just full of paint <laughs> and it was I had my desk and I had like a bed set up like like it was on the floor and there was no windows or anything and it was just like just breathing in pain fumes, paint <laughs> yeah, paint, real healthy. In there. Yeah. Or they go in there, it looks so, it's, it looks, it looks so Dero it was funny as. <laughs> and I used to like kind of sleep in there a bit. And then I moved into this other room and I had like a elevated, like a what they call a mezzanine kind of bed. Yep. And, um, yeah, I had that and built like this wall, I had like a bank door. Yeah. someone had lifted some bank doors from somewhere i don't know where they <laughs> came from but that was my door what do you mean a bank door yeah a bank door i don't like know, a someone door from do was bank. doing a job on like working at the bank actually my <laughs> mate was yeah working at the commonwealth bank or whatever and there was all these bank doors there they yeah. just took them you know, and i was like <laughs> so that was my door <laughs> like not like yeah like a for like a safe like a door to the safe
0: like a safe door yeah, for kind of your like door. a big
2: heavy ass door yeah <laughs> Maybe it was like the one to the tower. I can't remember. Yeah, and then yeah, so there. Yeah. And then during winter, there was like no, there was no hot water, and it was like a trickle of like you know the the water would come out, and it was it was like this trickle of water, and it was cold. Mm. So that was like yeah, living there in winter. That was that was fun times. Shower every third day. Shower, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just do it. Yeah, and then I was like yeah, get you know DJing a awesome, revolver though. every Thursday night and getting yeah. in a dingy warehouse. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. But yeah, I met lots of cool friends um there, and uh yeah, that was kind of that was a, that's 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 where I first started DJing, my first couple of gigs, and yep. how I got to get into the kind of just DJing
0: around. With like in the world of DJs, with because um, <clears throat> you started with vinyl, is um, is that kind of like the difference between you know start starting like driving a manual compared to an auto. You know, like really kind of learning, getting your basics down, your fundamentals down with vinyl. Is that kind of yeah. a bit of an essential step? For yeah, what? I think so. Because I've been, you know, I've, I've been teaching one-on-one lessons um,
2: here at the studio. With vinyl? Yeah, with vinyl. Yeah. And I try and make it a point sort of like, well, you know, like digital is fine. Like I, I think it's it really, it really helps to like train your ears. Uh, you know, buying records like, you know, back then like you know you'd sort of you know they didn't have it wasn't compute there wasn't a computer yeah. or anything like that so you'd be burning onto CDs and you had vinyl so you you know, you just you're training the ears and mm. you had to know the music and i think that's the number one thing is if you don't know the music you know then it's sort of it's hard to sort of you know it's it's hard to sort of you know get to the next step of you know knowing basic you know music structure and how how a song is broken down And you know when breakdowns are coming, and you know when when a when a chorus Mm. is coming, or something, or something's gonna end. So yeah, having vinyl, like, and it's you know it's it's a musical instrument. It's a turntable is a musical instrument. So you know you're manipulating sound, and you know hearing and hearing which track is faster or slower. Like it takes a lot of time. So, So but then once you know, um, once you know how to sort of you know, you know, get two tracks together and not have some visual representation you're doing with all your ears when it comes to like mixing uh more tracks down the down the down the line and and you don't know them or whatever like you you'll just know you'll just know where things align and you know when things are happening like you just you know you're, you're kind of studying the basic music structure of a track and and i think that really helps um down the line when 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 you've got, you know, you can just rock up to a party and it's like, you've got this music and you can just do it. You just do it on the fly because mm. you kind of, you just know how, you know, you can just, you can yeah. just hear it. Whereas, you know, like today, like technology, you know, everyone starts off on a controller or with a computer, like tractor or whatever. And they're just looking at the screen yeah. and they're just based, they're just looking and they're not, they're not. If they didn't have the screen there, they wouldn't be able
1: to, all they, fall apart. Would,
2: they would all fall <laughs> apart. And it's like, it's nothing wrong with like DJing on a controller. Like I used to be against it. But as long as like, you know, like you're, you know, you've got, you've got good sort of track selection and you, but you're not relying on the screen because it's quite boring to watch someone. Uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. Like watching someone. you know, I use, I, I use a computer, I use Serato mm-hmm. because, you know, once that came out, I didn't want to like my vinyl everywhere. And you know, starting to wreck it all, and but I was like, oh, now I can use two vinyls, and I still have that same feeling as vinyl, but now I got I got heaps more music on my laptop, but I just use it as a tool. Like I'll look at it to search for tracks, and then I'll always still try and you know, like you know, keep my head down and just mix, and you know, so. But I think I think it's a good you know for people. Oh, sorry, I just bumped the mic. Um, but yeah, just as a, I think yeah, as you said before, going back to what you first said, um, I think it's essential for people when they first start, first start out um, like mi- mixing tunes. Mm. Um, to it doesn't have to be vinyl; they could have a controller, but maybe just like put the screen down, or like you know, and just not look at it and just train your ears. That's yep. kind of what I've been doing here. Like if they don't have turntables or CDJs, it's like yeah, let's just put the screen down. And just like, let's train your ears and do that. And then, you know, just so you're comfortable with it. And then it's like, you're not
0: relying on. Totally. Looking at the screen. Yeah. You know. Man, I'm so jealous of musicians, man. It's like, everyone's got a taste of music, you know? It's like, this, yeah. like I always often compare art to music. Um, you know, everyone's got a taste in music. Not everyone knows what they like with art. And you can, um, it's so easy to reach people with, yeah. um, I'd, I guess, the kind of music you select or create. Yeah, um, and actually create some kind of emotional response, or you know, an uplifting vibe or anything. Yeah, um, it's so much more accessible than art. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, so jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> In another life, I wish I was a DJ or or a producer. Used to be a massive goal of mine. If one day I could make an album, I'd be a big pat on the back for myself.
2: But I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like I do you say that from a point of.
0: It's, is just it's
2: harder to to make it in the art industry like
0: i think i think just um just the way people uh read music or oh right, yeah, right is um yeah. it, it can just reach more people music yeah, I, I yeah that's spo- what you're trying to do I, I
2: suppose yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean I, I don't know i mean the art world though yeah i mean it's i know what you mean yeah it's like the art world's I suppose it's quite even more niche. It's yeah, very it's niche. It's way more it's niche. very niche, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, but, you know, when you go to an exhibition and you'd be like, what the fuck is Most this? Most of the time it's confusion. And you're like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, why is this this much money? Like, you know, like, not not like, I know when something is, is sick. Yeah. It was good. It's like, but you know, when you go to some art like it and it's just like, that is literally just a blob on the fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, but there's like, where's the details? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I think that, that's a whole different world. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, i got a lot, you know, yourself, you're an amazing artist.
0: Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, and, mate. Appreciate and, it. Yeah,
2: and your shit, you should be, it, you know, it's it's worth, you know, a lot of money. Like, yeah, i got lots of great artist friends. So it's like, this stuff's awesome when you compare it to sort of, but then I suppose like, I don't know, it's such a niche thing because it's sort of, there's only a certain sort of person that will kind of buy art. It's kind of art collectors. You yeah. Know? It's
0: not, yeah. I think Banksy said it's a, uh, you know, fine art is a rich person's trophy case, really, you know? Yeah. It's
2: uh. Yeah, it's like, and especially where you're doing exhibitions, it's like, if you go and do it in Peran or Southside, mm. I mean... Yeah, like how how what's like the difference of having your exhibition north side and south side when you had the Anna, Anna Pappas Gallery. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but then obviously there's a higher t- cut from them.
0: Well, um, I mean, but yeah, did you
2: sell more at that?
0: Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I was with them for longer, um, and you know, ultimately they uh, uh, they shut down. Yeah, I think I think she still does a bit of um her own. St- like she still works in the art but i don't think it's um you know that the the physical gallery isn't there as, yeah. as much as i know um but no i think i think it's kind of roughly you know the one that i'm in collingwood now is it's pretty similar i guess yeah, yeah. um yeah
2: but yeah. yeah i mean and back to the de- the back to the 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 mixing vinyl thing mm. um it it's it's an art form like just the art, the art form of djing yeah. yeah. It's definitely like no one really plays with vinyl anymore. Like I mean, there still is disc. I think disc, disco is quite like, um, it's getting quite popular again. And there's like lots of kids playing vinyl and disco, but it's just an art form. So it's kind of like if, when I teach one-on-one, I like to just like show people the art form. And what happened was like when I had my, one of my first uh, students come in, young kid, he just had CDJs and he, I was like, yeah, cool. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like mixing house and, And like, you know, he was a good ear and, 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 um, and like I showed him, you know, like I was like, you know, well, I only sort of teach on vinyl. Like, uh, I can teach on CDJs as well. And, but yeah. And he was like, this is awesome. And like, he kind of mixed on vinyl for a bit and then he's like, cool. And then he, and then he went away and he sold his CDJs and he bought turntables sick, and bought like a bunch of vinyl. Mm. and uh yeah and that was it yeah, i was like that's sick i was like just yeah. from one thing a lesson yeah. he didn't even think about like he wanted to learn it but he'd never really touched like turntable before and then straight away he was like i'm gonna buy him and yeah awesome. Do it. and i had another person do the same they're like i just want to learn like they were super keen at learning how to you know do it from the you know from the from the start and it was really cool but you know like um i think uh yeah, I think I think it's really important. Yeah, you know, um no matter what it is, it's just, you know, just kind of just learn the art form and maybe just do a little bit of history on, you know, sort of where it all started and yeah. then and then you can do whatever the fuck you want from there. Use a controller, use whatever. As long as you, you know, you're sort of you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Cuz another thing is like uh a friend from mine from store DJ was telling me. He's like it's crazy. Kids will come in and they'll buy a DJ controller. And then the next day they'll come back and they'll be like, "Where's the music?" <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, "That's that's today. That's like yeah. that's like technology. It's like, and it's just like that's that's kind of when you know like so just people people in it for the wrong reasons. So they're not yeah. doing like I didn't get into it because like I wanted to be, a, you know, like a big time DJ. I wanted Sikam. to do that. I just did it because Sikam. I saw <laughs> these guys like scratching. I was like, I want to do that. But, yeah. But you know, I didn't like, I didn't think about it as like a like, you know, like I'll do this, uh, maybe I did, I don't know. But, but yeah, so I don't know. But like it was more because I love music. So I was like, yeah. And then it just kind of went from there. So, yeah. yeah. But, um. Yeah.
0: With like hip hop's got like kind of a real fair long history of reworking old old music and kind of taking a lot of, um, you know, all all the old hip hop I used to listen to, um, that kind of built my music education. <laughs> so I kind of missed out on so many of like the 80s and 70s Music, And then um, when I finally later in life heard like uh, the originals that a lot of the hip hop tracks had kind of taken from, uh, yeah, it kind of spun me out how much um, is actually taken um, and borrowed. Like, do you you find um, kind of in like, I guess, as technology is much more advanced, you know, you've got algorithms and things kind of scanning your sets when you upload them, do you find like the copywriting and things and using other people's music, um, has ever been an issue for you?
2: Uh, no, uh, I suppose I'm not, I'm not, a. am not very well known as a producer. Uh, so, and, but so yeah, so sorry. Um, but the way the way I sample music. Is I don't like I kind of got a rule like I'll I'll only sample like two dollar records, yeah, from like the op shop, Mm. and they're like old classical stuff or or, you know anything super obscure, and it's not like a straight loop, right? So that's where people I mean that's where all those things get there's a copyright issues is like you know you know like Biggie and like all those hip hop artists like they're like straight even there's straight loops like and they've obviously kind of maybe redone the drums or whatever. Um, but it's like, you know, like they would have, you know, had to pay, you know, a lot of money to clear those samples. But that's like a, that's like a, and then when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's just that, that's that, that's that loop. That's a that beat. Mm. But for me, like I, I try and make a point of not, um, just grabbing a loop. It's like sample packs of people just just, right. people, you know, people use loops and you know, things like that. And that's super noticeable. I'm like, you know, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, I'll just make, you know, I'll cut up, you know, a loop or I'll cut up a sample and then I'll... And then I'll kind of make it my own sample, and I'll re-pitch it, or I'll change it, you know, re-pitch it, and you know, right, yeah, um, yeah, make, and make um, it your change own the bit. octaves on it, and you know, yeah. like, and and then so it's like a completely new sound, yeah. And I'll do it that way, so and then you know there'll be like a little sample, but it it's but it, it's like maybe something from the nineteen sixties or something, and no one would kind of notice, right, um, but. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. I mean, if the EP that I did, uh, yeah, it's like there's a, there's a few samples from some classical records there, but like they're completely chopped up and yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I if I you know like I don't know like maybe they would they wouldn't get picked up because I'm not such a big artist or whatever. But it's if I was starting two, to yeah. make millions of dollars or something, and if I did pick a loop that was like noticeable, then it would get flagged. But yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think you have to worry about that.
0: Let's talk about um your. EP drifting status so you kind of from you've been a you kind of made a big name for yourself as a DJ over the last what I don't know decade yeah. or more yeah it's been, more?
2: it's been it's uh, been 12 years you know? yeah, and yeah
0: been just smashing it um, playing festivals and everything and then bang straight into music production and um, Absolutely nailed it. (laughs) As music, like, have you always kind of wanted to go into music production, or was that just yeah? uh, Like when
2: I when I started djing, like I was just like all about like DMC scratching and beat juggling. That's all I wanted to do, and I was like, that's all I wanted to do. And then I started like mixing tunes, and I was like, oh, it's cool. And I kind of forgot about that. And I still, scratch. I've always still scratched, but you know, not to like you know, not like an amazing scratcher or anything like that. But like, it just. Yeah, always kind of kept that on the, on, you know, to the side and, and but I bought an MPC when I was, when I first started getting into it. So mm. I was like, got the turntail and I bought an MPC because I wanted to make beats as well. I wanted to, I wanted to chop up my own samples. And What's an M- NPC? NPC, um, it's, it's like a music production center. It's like, right. you'd see the, like the Akai, the old school yeah. ones you'd see from like the nineties, a lot of, you know, like your 16 pads, like mm-hmm. drum machines, like a drum machine. Mm. A drum machine. And uh, you'd you you'd see you know the photo. Yep. It's like you know, it's a screen, and it's all used with like you know little floppy disks. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's that's like your classic um sampler hip hop sampling machine, you know. Uh, and so I bought one of those, and I played around with it, and I just didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't really do much with it. I just got stuck into DJing, and I always kind of, always wanted to make beats, but I kind of just kept DJing, and then yeah I just and then I just i don't know i just never i've never been very computer savvy yep, so I kind of just you know technology stuff and you know so yeah, and then I kind of started i really started making beats maybe i don't know like maybe i really got started getting into it around two thousand thirteen or fourteen, and I'll just make beats at home and I was like that
0: that oh I didn't realize. I thought it was more recent than that. Well, no,
2: like, I mean, I was dabbling. Yeah. Okay. But, like, yeah, I was sort of just dabbling. But I I, I never really finished anything that I started. But I suppose, yeah, like, and then I, I finished a couple tunes, sort of maybe 2015 sort right. of thing. And then I had, like, I sort of had a couple tunes. And then I, I just, I wasn't really, I wasn't really taking it too seriously. I was just playing around. And then I was starting to get into a bit more. And then... I don't know, like sort of over the years and then, yeah, the last, you know, parts of that EP, like those tracks, are, some of them are like four years old. Right. Yeah. No and way. There's only, there's only two of them that are like, I mean, like last year or the year before, but there's a few of them that I'd started ages ago. Uh, the one with Mad Zach, we did when yeah. he came here in 2000. That was 2015. Far out, I that, guess it was, yeah, hey? that We Yeah, that we started and we and we finished it. We've, we yep. we did that track in, in two days. Hmm we just sat in my studio and we um it was awesome and we finished it and then yeah like it took so long he's so busy so it was Gangs just to like
0: Cinematic yeah Gangster Cinematic that's yeah. a good
2: track uh and yeah and yeah so that one was quite old and and a you know, few of the others were sort of projects from from ages ago and then yeah I just like I had like those I was really happy with those beats and I was like I want to finish these yeah. and actually just release them um, just because, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was, I thought there would be some nice ones to release as my first track. Yeah. yeah.
0: I guess that explains it a bit because I, I um, you know, uh, as an artisan thing and, yeah. and as, as well, like whenever you kind of try something new, you're usually uh, bombarded with quite a bit of failure before you uh, start coming out with the gold. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it just like, cause I, yeah, I guess I didn't realize you're making, uh, beats quite that far back but um yeah it just seemed like all of a sudden you took on the pursuit of uh producing and man this uh five track five track ep is just so good it's like honestly it is a hundred percent my favorite taste in music um you know when i was listening to hip-hop growing up and stuff uh i've always been way less of a lyrics kind of a person and always paid attention to the the melodies and the beats and i guess like people like RJD2 were my kind of uh, my favorite one go-tos and blockhead and um you know those yeah, kind of um same, yeah. yeah those real a lot of the time no no lyrics at all just kind yeah, of totally. yeah, yeah just um that yeah. tempo that yeah, man. using yeah. all sorts of different um samples of instruments and things um yeah. so yeah when you when you smash this one out it was just like it's,
2: yeah. Fantastic. It's, and like, yeah, like, as you said, like, you know, RJD2, Blocker, Hermitude, Hermitude, Plutonic Lab, you know, all those guys, Crush. They're all, like, my biggest inspirations, yep. especially Hermitude, their old stuff. Yeah, like, You know, so like, good. all that. Like, yeah, it's my favorite, favorite music. And uh, just, yeah. And then, you know, just sort of, uh, yeah, making the, you know, beats now, like, it just, yeah, it just comes to me. Because I've DJed for so many years. Like, I know what, you I know, know, Exactly. I what know like. what... I know what sounds I like and I know how things are structured just on the top of my head. So it's just sort of, it, it definitely came. I mean, I in terms of engineering, I've still got a long way to go with like engineering tracks, you know, getting technical. What, um, what do you mean pretty, by pretty engineering? Like engineering is just like, a sort of, you know, like making, making music. It's like, you know, piecing it together and playing things and like having things, you know, like the, arranging the track. But when... I suppose um, engineering is, like, finishing it so it's, like, it's ready to be, like, released. So it's, like, you know, a little bit of EQing and, like... Um, right. You know, just, like, lots of things, like, just, you know, uh, like, compression and uh, all, like, the technical things that come with, like, engineering, like, each part of the track and shaping it so oh. it all molds together.
0: Hold on, we just lost your audio for a sec. Yep, sorry, we're back. Yeah, get so
2: engineering, like, you know, sort of... It's sort of like yeah, yeah, shaping the track so it's it all glues together so it sort of comes out um, super clear. Um, you know, it's sort of yeah that that's where it's sort of like I've got a still still a bit of a long way to go in learning that. But in terms of making tracks, writing the music, uh, yeah, like that 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 comes to me really easy. It's just sort of getting help with, you know, sort of just, yeah, just polishing polishing the sounds so they sound super clean and, and crisp to you know, sort of be out there and, you know, sound good on you know, sound systems. But, you know, it, it also, the it, style of tracks, it depends on the style of tracks you're making as well. Mm. So, you know, with, with, uh, with instrumental hip hop and stuff, there's also a dirty feel and a, and a, and a grimy and old, you know, Uh, feel to them so you know you you don't want to lose too much of that getting too technical in in the you know the technical side of you know making music
0: uh but yeah yeah um all well and great to talk about it but i thought maybe let's um have a listen to one of the i think my favorite track off your ep if that's cool um just so the audience can actually know what we're talking about um I love this track. It's called "Too Hot." Um, it is got just the perfect combination of kind of hip hoppy samples that bassy, wompy kind of vibe that you always bring to the party, and it's just a really bloody good party banger. So, um, this is um, "Too Hot" by Kodiak Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about the new kid on the block. the fly
1: shit down, down, down Trust me, I'm as live as it gets. Hold this shit down. down, down, down. I grew up on a crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guaranteed to blow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just like, it was, uh, just playing through Spotify and, um, yeah, obviously I don't even know why I didn't even forgot to mention it, but yeah, uh, massive thank you for asking me to do the album cover for that, man. That was so, oh yeah, uh, man. that was a real, um, I was pretty, I was pretty chuffed with that. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. A lot of people didn't realize that like, it was like an actual photo.
0: Oh, no shit. No. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Nah, but, like,
2: yeah, because, well, yeah, I was in Gippsland at a wedding, and, like, and I just saw this sunset, and, yeah.
0: Was it sunset or sunrise? It was a sunset. Sunset, And it was, like,
2: those colors are exactly, it was, like, there was no filter on the camera. Yeah. And I was just, like, oh, this is perfect, like, and I was kind of standing in front of it, or, yeah, you know, like, I think, yeah, there wasn't, like, a direct i mean there was one photo of me standing in front of it but yeah and i was like that is that's that's jack got written all over it <laughs> yeah oh,
0: and uh awesome.
2: yeah you know yeah you, you did so well in that pain. thanks man yeah, thank you was so no, awesome. i was
0: um i was so bloody chuffed to be um anyway linked to that uh as i said my favorite genre of music hip-hop beats that's just yeah cruisy you know and, yep loved it. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah. No, I James was James just stoked to have you uh, do it. <laughs> um do you have a, do you have any albums or anything that you're working on now? Are you going to kind of um was that EP a taster or was that just like cool just that's what you're doing and just give it a break for a bit or
2: Yeah, I kind of uh yeah, I'm just working on more music. I got heaps of music that I'm yeah, sort of trying to finish and I don't really know what I'm going to do next. Like, I think I might like re- release I've got I've I've got a I've got a couple singles that I might release soon. Twenty twenty, twenty twenty, 2020. 2020. Yep. Yeah, pretty early. I think cool. I'll do one. I've got a lot of collaborations as well uh that are on the go that I'm um, pretty stoked with. Um, Any names one, you want to yeah, drop one or with, uh, one of Monkey Mark? Yes. Uh, one, <laughs> of Ab- one of Able 8. Yep. Um Yeah, there's a few more as well. Uh yeah. And I think I might do another EP. Yep. Maybe next year I might might, might do like a, sing, a single and maybe do like a, another EP. I'm not too sure. I just kind of roll with it. Like I think these days, you know, it's like single tracks kind of a bit easier for people to yeah listen to. But I think in terms of, yeah, like, you know, hip hop as well. Like it's, you know, I can, I'd like to, I'd love to do an album for sure right. one day. Yeah. And that, that's definitely like, you know next on the list like once i release a few more things and you know just start to kind of develop you know the sound a bit and get it
0: out, out
2: there to more people and uh
0: yeah Is collaboration like a, a big um kind of kind of must with your process and stuff do you do you really welcome collaboration with people or yeah um, like yeah. i
2: i think it's it's awesome like especially doing it in the studio with someone yeah um so yeah there's so many good people in melbourne Friends and amazing producers and artists that we have here in Melbourne. Would you just, ever collaborate just, with
0: Opio? <laughs> That'd be so good.
2: <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> He'd probably take control. <laughs> He's a good friend that. of mine, but yeah, he, yeah. you know,
0: he, like I'd love to hear that.
2: Yeah, yeah. it would be. A, it'd be an interesting, mm. interesting mix. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um. But yeah. Uh, at the moment, I'm just trying to yeah, just collaborate with as many people from Melbourne as yeah. possible. Yep. Just trying to get. You know, there's so much talent from this city. So many good DJs and producers, especially producers as well. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's just like Australia is a really hard place to like to make it to do it to do music, man. Like, really, unless you're unless you're like uh, you know getting triple J right love or whatever like that. Like you know, like you, you can make a living, but in terms of like playing gigs, like compared to like places like America, yeah, you can you can live off doing gigs there because there's so many cities. Yep, but I don't I don't know that would be pretty pretty. Pretty full on playing every night. Yeah, I'm sure I could do it, but sure you could. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, Australia is definitely hard. Like to if you want to do heaps of gigs, it depends on the genre as well. Such a, you know, I don't even know, like you know, underground hip hop, like you know, glitch hop, whatever. Like you know, just that niche kind of festival scene that we that we go to. Yeah, all that kind of you know, glitchy kind of bass music. Like yeah, you know, it's definitely um, it's definitely would be hard to kinda, of, you know, do do it but there's lots of gigs. There's lots of festivals and that, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I think you just have to kind of spend your time, you know, like um doing other things as well. Like I work at the convention center, so it's like mm-hmm. doing that. That's what I do on the side of doing gigs. And I don't do as many gigs as I used to. Um this year? Uh yeah, I kind of I kinda of didn't do as many and then I could have you got
0: a lot on your plate, though. You also got Womp. You're, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. you've got, you well, got another Yeah,
2: I, yeah I, I definitely died down um, with putting on the Womp
0: gigs. I only do like maybe two a year. So Womp is Corey's. Um... I guess company where you basically um, facilitate other musicians to come and you create nights and things at yep. uh, various venues. So yeah,
2: and we've been been doing that, been putting on those parties since two thousand twelve. Yeah, our first one we did was at Brown Alley with DJ Cubert, mm-hmm. K Lab, and Sticky Buds. Yeah, that was a and Reaps one. That was a sick night. And then yeah, I've done lots of good parties like since then. Lots of and I always just. Yeah, try and make them... Not not try and do too many because putting on an event is really stressful. It's yeah, super, man, it's I can super imagine. stressful. Especially because I kind of do it all by myself. Yeah. And like, you know, like it's sort of, you know, don't have like a big team or, you know, things like that. Um, But, you know, in terms of in terms of promoting it, that like I usually... Yeah, but... Um, but So, you know, that's why it's sort of, it, it's it's stressful, you know, like it's sort of, I, I just wing them, you know, like yeah they just wing hope for the best, you know, and, and most of them do pretty well. They'll break even and lost a bit of money on some of them, but like not much, but, but they're super rewarding because they're just like, I, I try, I just want to make, I love programming the night. Yeah, you're meeting
0: like, all your idols too, you know? Yeah, yeah I've met so, so many cool.
2: awesome people that I've like, thrown events. Like, it's been a great way to meet um, other big artists and, and form relationships with, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's actually been another world, like putting on events. Like, it, it's really cool. And yeah, so, but we run the home base night uh, every month as well, which is cool. We've been doing that for a few years now. And that's a collective between Hypnotech, Aura Mechanic, Griff and myself
0: debuted old China recently, right? Yeah, old, yeah, old Shout China out to you,
2: Gabe. Yeah, good on you, mate. Dude, good on you, Gabe. Keep it up. Dude's got some serious uh taste in music. Yeah, yeah man. He's got some skills. So yeah, yeah. I want him to keep going. Yeah man. Yeah. Uh huh. but yeah, so that's running the last Saturday every every month. So I could do a bit of promo plug here. But yeah, the last yep. Saturday every month at uh Bar 303 in Northcote. And yeah. Um yeah and then I got one more big gig um at the forum
0: Ah um, uh, yeah, i got to get down to that, that you, sounds great Yeah,
2: that's uh, yeah. February 14th, uh, closey, OPO, Mad Zach and the Librarian at the Forum That's going to be the biggest gig that I've ever put on Sick. And that's with Jerry from The operatives. So pretty much just been working and putting all my bloody life savings into that yeah, gig Yeah man, good on you <laughs> yeah. Hope it goes, uh, yeah, oh, You're doing yeah. a lot
0: for the music scene in Melbourne, man um, Yeah, you've done some pretty awesome things uh, yeah, Cheers man you, have you had any um, kind of uh, what's the word uh, dream come true moments um, in that you can think of? Maybe some people you've supported, people you worked with, or you know that you just never thought would happen. Maybe like five, ten years ago.
2: Yeah, well, I, I had a, I had, a, I, um, I had a few like little interviews in Beat Magazine mm-hmm. or
0: Impress. Is this interview one of your dream come true moments? (laughs) It is actually, yeah. yeah. yeah, I
2: never thought from, yeah, 10 years ago, I was like, (laughs) met this kooky character called Jack and, uh, he's got this psychedelic podcast show. All right. I know this episode is not that psychedelic,
1: but, (laughs)
2: uh, yeah, um, I think this is awesome, by the way, this podcast. Oh, thanks, man. It's Appreciate sick. it. It's, it's kind of taken off. Again, know? just
0: bumming bumming it my way through, just figuring yeah, it out as we go. It's good. It's awesome. It's how it should be. Yeah, just sweet.
2: Super renegade. Totally. Now look at us.
0: It's yeah, good. yeah living <laughs> like kings. <Yeah. laughs> um, I do remember watching you uh, when we went to Jurassic 5 in Melbourne. Me and Matt went and... Uh, you were the support, and like yeah. that's got to feel good, man. Supporting Jurassic Five,
2: yeah, yeah, that was uh, fuck yes, <laughs> that was that was insane. That was uh, de- yeah, so DJing um, for my friend Alicor, MC Alicor. Mm. he was a friend of mine for years, and we did some amazing gigs um, supporting some big hip hop gigs, and that was that was definitely the most nerve wracking gig I, I can think imagine. that I've ever had. Um, Playing on stage at at the Palace Theatre or the old Metro, which is gone now. Yeah, Um, which is such such a shame. shame. It was a great and just sitting there, and it's just sitting there like just empty, destroyed. Yeah, yeah. These investors came in. Uh, I think it was like like a company from overseas, and and it's it's heritage listed building too. Mm. And and the guys came in, whoever the investors were. I'm not too, but people came in and destroyed the insides of it no way to make it not heritage listed <laughs> or like cool. the nice alcoves and all the cool guys the yeah man <laughs> and now it's just sitting there like a dump yeah it's a fucking shame
0: that's the prime prime location
2: yeah but that yeah that was two nights in a row supporting Jurassic 5 playing to like you know if you've ever been to the metro theatre it was like so nerve wracking yeah um, but yeah going back to that um, the interview that I had in Beat Magazine one of my dream gigs was to play on the market stage at Rainbow yeah and I think I had that i think it was maybe a two thousand eleven or twelve interview, and it was to play on the, because i I'd, I'd been to i've been going to rainbow since two thousand ten that was mm. my first year and then I've got my first gig playing two thousand- it was in two thousand thirteen there. and I played every year since two thousand thirteen and yeah that was my dream was to play a market and yeah i played it um two thousand seventeen do you wanna
0: wanna elaborate, sorry elaborate what happened at that exact uh, around the basically the exact time when your set started, right? Wasn't that was the one year I've missed Rainbow for about the last
2: oh, decade. Man. Yeah, it was a pretty, um, that was yeah, that was a pretty crazy, fucking special day. Heavy, yeah, like heavy the, energies. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, yeah. Like this lightning struck. Um, I think that it struck before before my set during um, the guy before me. So lightning had struck. Um, and mind you, it was like forty degrees or something. I can't remember, but it was really hot. And yeah, this lightning just struck down down the other side of the Rainbow. How,
0: how far? Because yeah, it wasn't there. So I
2: think it was like it was really close to like the end, like the south, like past the south camping. So right, right. up, yeah, like so it was like on the hill or something. Like it right. was like really close because it was yeah. So it was over the hill, just over the hill or something like that. And yeah, and that struck. And then like yeah, so I'm playing and and I didn't, I had no, I had no idea. Um, that it was, that it was like there was a fire going on, and um, a lot of people were like kind of back and forth, and like people were running, running around to go to their tents, and you know what was going on, and yeah, and I could see a bit of smoke. I don't know, I, I, yeah, and then it was like halfway through, and like it started to rain a bit, and like p- pissed down. It was just when I just like drops, this you know banging like <laughs> fucking house tune, and it was the perfect moment, and it just completely downpoured like the most torrential downpour, like, people were just like, that's the most hectic heavy rain i would ever been in. Like, people were just soaked and it was just the perfect moment, like, I dropped this house tune (laughs) and it was like, you know, this fucking, like, dirty baseline shit and people just went nuts and it couldn't, yeah, it was just like, and then it was just pissing down and people were just going nuts and it was like, well, that was a, definitely the best
0: moment of, yeah like playing anywhere and sweet yeah that was yeah that was awesome i heard some pretty crazy stories about that um that you know that grass fire like people really started to lose their shit because yeah. you're at a music festival everyone's on fucking drugs everyone's like in an altered state anyway yeah. uh people could see a fire on the horizon i mean the way where the market stage where you played is positioned in the festival it's closer to the north of the festival yeah. and i think the fires on the south so yeah, yeah. maybe it didn't affect where you were so much but yeah someone else was telling me like people you know some i heard a story someone jumped in their bloody car and just drove over tents to try and get out of there i don't think anything happened but yeah thankfully
2: yeah like the RS um rainbow serpent like the fire service and all you know like the people working there they went and combated it like they went and they went and, you know, hosed down the grass and I think they dug, like, a trench as well. Oh, right. Wow. Um, Because it was really close. It was coming towards the tents. and It was going into the forest as well. And, like, they were, like, combating it. But, like, it was definitely a combination of, like, if that rain didn't happen, like... Oh, my God. I mean, it was definitely a combination. Uh, I mean... I wasn't there, but like that's about they were definitely like holding it back, like yep. before the rain happened. Like, if they weren't there before the rain happened, like it, it could have come into the tents. Like, no, so just... they did such a good job again. That and then that rain came and it happened, and it was just like if, if, if it was going to be any rain,
0: it's got to be like torrential downpour. And it was it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I also, um, because I was in uh, where was I? I think it was in Japan that year, uh. The I also saw a photo of um a brown snake got really close to one of the dance floors. I'm not sure it was which stage it was, but um seemed like hectic. Yeah. <laughs> things happened that year. Yeah, right. But uh, I wish I was there to one. see it. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, oh, man, yeah. Congrats on playing at Rainbow. You're going to be playing this year at Rainbow. Oh, sorry, next year next in January. Year, yeah. at, and then yeah, yeah So
2: yeah, last uh, last year I played the market again. It was that was a trip? That was that was hard because oh I was, man, because I. Uh, I was just like, oh, I did luck the year before, and I was just putting too much pressure on myself. Yeah. And then you know the, the the heat
0: just Another fried sculpture. everything,
2: and you know and fried the desk, and then you know and then my shit didn't end up working. And Then it was all just fucking.
0: Yeah, the audio cut out, huh?
2: Yeah, it was crazy. And then you know it was about thirty minutes from to get the music back on, and then that we sucks. finally got it going. And, uh, yeah, it was yeah, but but yeah, so now I'm playing next year. And uh, what you
0: did play, by the way, was great. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and people really hung out. Um, oh man, yeah. People thank really yeah thank you
2: everyone who like hung out yeah. and like stuck with me because yeah, I was not in a good mood. Was awesome. <laughs> oh man, I felt for <laughs> I you. I was putting on a brave face. Yeah. Yeah. And it was alright. Yeah. But um, yeah. And that 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 was a uh, yeah. That was um. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah. Oh, Sorry, yeah, yeah, interrupted. Could mm. so better. Yeah, um, <laughs> could be better. Uh, yeah. Uh but yeah, no next year. Yeah, I'm I'm closing the sunset stage on Excellent. Monday. Excellent. That's yeah. where I always
0: end up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: that's actually I mean, I've always wanted to play that spot. Um I've always I've always loved that Monday session. The first year I played, I played, you know, early in the morning and, and, and a nighttime set. Um but yeah, to close that is actually I was like so happy to and stoked pumped to play it. And obviously, yeah. Be nervous as well to do it i always get nervous yeah and then once i'm up there like i'm pretty sweet
0: yep yeah yeah um is would uh what would your like favorite festivals be that are to play at what's what's brought the biggest the biggest noise best vibes
2: the rainbow is definitely up there yeah rainbow like i mean you know like since playing rainbow uh yeah i mean like it's 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 helped. You know, like it's definitely helped my career a lot from, you know, yep. just like you just exposed to so many different people, like a lot more new people come and like because mm. there's so many people there, like the dance floor is like packed and you and there's heaps of new people get to see your music and and then yeah, you get some new fans and and yep. things like that. So it's such a so grateful for the opportunity of getting to play these big sets at Rainbow and just you know, like yeah, it's yeah, really awesome. But um, apart from Rainbow. Uh, Wide Open
0: Space Festival. Oh man, I reckon I might go this uh, next year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably like In Alice
2: Springs. Alice Springs, In middle yeah, of Australia. You got, you got to go. Um, really I've, good I've, vibes. I played, a, I played um, um, a fair few times there, and yeah, it's just a magical spot. That's and a it's special one for me. Music and it's just like it's amazing. It's it's probably like my favorite one to go to. Yep. Just to go to purely and just be there for the weekend. It's amazing. Um,
0: oh man, I wish I had a lot of money. I just want to go to. I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I just want to go to all these festivals. <laughs> totally. And then yeah, and then yeah, Burning Man and everything. Still haven't done that.
2: Burning Man's amazing. You've, have you did you play there or just yeah, go? Yeah, I played there, yeah. Um, but it's it's not it's not it's not really like a and it's not a big deal to play there. Like it's like a lot they have lots of camps there and like right. and it's like you know not it's not like people don't know what's going on there. Yeah. You know, no people don't know like the stage. set times, like it's just, you rock up and they're like, Oh, fucking Diplo's playing or yeah. whatever. And they're like, Oh, so, so it's playing. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but it's just, a, I recommend going to Burning Man. It's the yeah, most, man. craziest place I've ever been.
0: I mean, when we were awesome. in, we were in America cause we went to the eclipse festival. Um, that was like two years ago now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, part of me was just like, oh, I'm sure Burning Man's changed these days. You know, I'm sure it's not that good. It's probably gentrified. But then, as soon as like I missed out and I was seeing all like your photos, I'm like, oh my god, why didn't I go? It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like just it's just a different beast, eh?
2: Yeah, and people have perceptions about things that they've never been to yep. before, and yep. it's just stupid. It's like I really you can't, you can't have an opinion, You can't have an opinion on something that you've never been to before. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> True. And obviously, it's like you know, people get jaded, and you know, think even things like you know, things like Rainbow Serpent Festival, like people are like, ah, oh, it's changed. It's like, yeah, things change, yeah. people change, and like not the same people go to things anymore. But like, it's a new generation of kids going to things, and like people need to get educated. When I first went to festivals, like I didn't know shit. Like, mm. I put, I, I chuck ciggy butts on the ground like I, I didn't really know like you know and then i went to burning man and i was like and i just completely changed because right. it was like no
0: leave no trace thing that's so good that that actually rubbed off on you, you know, yes yeah, so and then
2: since then like if i you know like i'll put things in my pocket rubbish or anything like i'm yep. just you know you just you need like some festivals don't really educate you know nah. like not saying yeah like some festivals don't but but you know you, yeah people come and it's like oh these you know these kids are wearing nothing all these like it's like oh it's dry it's just like People just do what they want, you know? Like, it's just, like, if you don't like something, then just, you know, look away. I don't know. Like, it's just weird.
0: <laughs> like, last Rainbow, man, like, on the Monday, there was that crazy cop crackdown. Um, yeah. You remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mad Mondays, it's usually the it's the final day of the festival, official day of the festival. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everyone just kind of goes nuts and has just, you know, makes the absolute most of it. Every, but all the dress-ups are out. And, um, you know... Look. There's two sides to it always. Yep. I understand that the law enforcement and all that want to make a a point. They want to um, you know, appear to the general public that they're in control and all that, but man, they just completely raided the joint and um it was really a it was like a war zone. They were just war- I just I saw people just um the cops just walking up to people just sitting there enjoying Making them empty their pockets and, and cuff them and walk no, off. Had, it was it was really uh, it, it actually turned everyone into a bit of a paranoid frenzy. Yeah, totally. And that's what police you know, do they're intimidating. They, they they get all these stats. You know, wow, 50 arrests. And I'm like, well, of course there's 50 arrests when you just like forcibly walk up to people and uh, if you find even one gram of bloody weed, you're going to fucking cuff them. Yeah. Um, it was it was really quite intimidating. And yeah. um, to me, that's not it. What the what it should be all about, well, not just festivals, but what um, law enforcement should be about. Um, no. Really kind of um, bummed me out. It made definitely made me think twice about whether or not I was going to go to Dog Rango in, this yeah. year. Um, I am yeah. because um, I love that festival and I just love, you know, one thing that the. Um, I know you it, like Mondays too. I've
1: seen
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> The one thing the media doesn't um, ever report on. Well, of course they wouldn't because it's not a, interesting story but how many people actually uh get revitalized recharged for the entire year to come from something like rainbow it's like having a big holiday but condensed into four days and your faith in humanity is restored your creative vibes are recharged you um you, you 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 care for people and people care for you and you really um there's a beautiful, beautiful thing that you can't um, really find. Yeah, uh, exactly. Willy nilly in and the everyday life. people don't life go to and festivals. And with there's war on Ill that.
2: Ill intentions, like you know, yep. obviously people. Some do, obviously but people they're the minority. Yeah, exactly. They're the minority. The vast you know, minority. Exactly. You know, you know, you know. People take drugs, um, whatever. What's but wrong? Like, What's but, wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there's nothing wrong. with it. People take drugs because it makes them feel good. So sure, we got to like you know, yeah. unless obviously it's like. Yeah, there's a problem with people selling drugs that are laced with, you know, that's having ill tensions. That's a vast minority. But, like, when there's a bunch of police there who are just completely ruining the vibe, yeah. everyone's there to have a good time. No one's there to, like, you know, fuck with the police. Yeah. Or no one's there, yeah. like, being, you know, badly behaved. It's like the police coming in and just like just crack a smile yeah i remember one people year people used
0: that, to really hang out with the cops yeah, at rainbow
2: yeah do you remember that there was that year and then was that like that that cop who was dancing yeah and, man was and so cool i think he got suspended for that or something I seriously can, I, I can't remember but there was <laughs> one year where we were like four in the morning and we were walking down the street like one of the you know like the um pathways and and this cop was just kind of rolling through like silently and um and we kind of were just like in front of them, and we're like, "Yeah, fucking happy rainbow." And then they put their siren on, and they put the siren. It had like Psytrans pumping out of it. Like, <laughs> happy rainbow, really? That's it was so sick. Cool. we're all just it used dancing, like, like that, didn't we're that? just dancing in front of the cop car, like raving, did, and they yeah. all just had the siren. On. I was like, "That's what you need." Like that creeps really. That actually creates the bridge. That um, yeah, you know, that was awesome. I was like, "That's yeah." And then that you know, last it's just it's, there's no need for like these yep. intimidating cops. You know, like and just it's like it's not, it's not fun. People, nah. you know.
0: I will say, you know, I just said like, oh, people take drugs. What's wrong with that? Like, look, I know, I'm not putting my head in the sand. I know people overdose. I know that's really horrible and tragic. Um, and you know, there is, there are problems that come with drugs. I'm not saying, hey, let's all, you know, make that fine. Um, no. you know, especially certain drugs, uh, you know, things like meth and, uh, obviously heroin and I don't know, certain drugs that there are huge risks with, but, um, yeah. Totally. i mean look i don't know the answer man you, you you've got you've got things like melbourne cup uh it's yep. probably the biggest cocaine fest in in uh in melbourne yep. or in victoria yep. uh you got the grand final with people like, alcohol is the worst yeah one. Al- you know people drink probably everyone, yeah, drink, everyone drives, everyone drives everyone around in and...
2: their life has had a bad experience with alcohol yep. i have everyone it changed you know um, like you know i love a drink but also like you know I've acted like a dickhead before in alcohol as well. and too. that's and that and that's you know, it's kind of a thing. Is like, why is alcohol okay. legal? Yeah, like when it's the, when it's really the biggest cause of like, I don't know if that's a you know like, but I would say that alcohol definitely destroys more lives. Oh than man, drugs for sure. Too. Like you know, well, car ac- more... car accidents and just yep. like just stupid things, abuse, you know, like all sorts of things, abuse, all that kind of, you know, abuse and you know domestic abuse and yeah, it's like and then you know drugs are just because drugs are illegal. Mm. But, you yep. Know, some of the, some of, some drugs should be illegal. Some shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically.
0: It does upset me the war on, um, on festivals because yeah, they just, the, the love and connections and, um, you know, synergy and collaborations that really come from all those things are really, um, really worth preserving. Like yep. I really believe that and they're, they're important and they, um, yep. uh, yeah, I really hope that this year there's. It's, yeah, it's going to be know. tough. Who because knows? We'll it, see. It,
2: because, just because, you know, New South Wales and yep. uh, everything that's happening and there's been deaths, you know, at a few festivals and it's just like, yeah, it's just every big festival is just going to be in the limelight now. So it's going to be interesting to see what the cop presence is like at this one next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, personally, I, I'm I'm leaning towards the smaller festivals. Anyway, you do build a bit more of a kind of sense of community. And- yeah, Rainbow is such a good party, though. It is, <laughs> it
2: is. You know, like yeah, it's just yeah, especially you know, have a good good crew, good campsite. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just it's a big party. You know, like. It it's just fun. Like it, it, it's a good big party, you know. Yeah. Small ones are always awesome, but like Yeah. It, I feel like Rainbow, there's just more happening, you know. There's so much happening. There's so much happening. And more money, sensory overload, you know? More it's money awesome. thrown
0: at it, which means like th- it's everything's grander, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, some of the installations are huge, some of the installations yeah, yeah, are amazing. Uh, yeah, just really um larger scale than you can well, then money will allow at smaller festivals. So yeah, yeah I mean with that you just got what, what is it up to now? Twenty thousand people?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah.
0: Oh well, you know, just uh, between wide open space and rainbow, I'm a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, um, man. We've done two eclipses together as well, haven't we? Well, actually, I didn't see much of you on the first one in Australia, but um, yeah. Do you, do you reckon you'll go to the next? Eclipse I don't know. One?
2: I, I feel like I'm all eclipsed out. Okay. <laughs> Why is that? that? That last one was hard work. It was hard work, Burning man. Burning man was a breeze after that. Really? Yeah. No. Nah, we, we got stooge, man. We got mega stooge. We got... We were all camping together. 20 we minutes had like away car from the load of like we had like eight cars all lined up together. And, yep. and then they just put us right out the back. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like a 40-minute, like half an hour, 40-minute walk but, to yeah, the tent. About,
0: I reckon it was about 30-minute walk. Yeah. And it was
2: just like... I just got... Yeah, it was just... Oh look, I'm complaining, I don't know oh, but just, it just means
0: if you're walking in, yeah all the drinks that you get by the time you get there, they're warm or they're drunk yeah I was
2: just <laughs> tired, so I actually hardly didn't see that many acts play. like i I didn't see because it, it was uh, by the time you get back home, you're like, I can't be bothered going back out <laughs> <laughs> but that that was I mean that was an amazing festival in terms of like that compared to cans, I love cans more me too I don't know maybe because it was, maybe memories, it was the first one yep um I, I think the production at the Oregon one was better. Right, like in you know, in, in state, yeah, I think it was better. It's more spread out though. It was more spread out, yeah. Um, but Cairns, oh, I mean, the Cairns, the production was awesome as well. But mm. that was, you know, for a first eclipse and and like the terrain and like definitely had some pretty awesome psychedelic experiences. Yeah, well. yeah, um, uh, yeah. It was Did, ama- it was amazing.
0: Was that true at the Cairns one? Because there was a creek that we could all swim at. Was that true that there were crocodiles in that water? Uh, I think was there the were, but around. like,
2: I think I think. <laughs> Not in the part that we were in. It wasn't
0: that big. <laughs> yeah, I, that I don't big. know. I got sick. I don't know. <laughs> that was the most water.
2: sickest I've ever been in my life. What happened? Uh, I got like gastro. Yeah. Like and I had to leave. We had to leave to go to Cairns Airport. That like the straight the day straight after festival, and Ooh. it was just like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was. I've never been, I was in bed for a week. I think it was, and it was definitely from that lake, swimming that lake. Yeah. I think I swam in it the last day, bad move. Yeah. I was just like swimming around, I was like there's been a thousand, just oh. like, you know, people, thousands of people in yeah. this lake who have just been, you know, up for days. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just like, whatever. Like, and it wasn't a stagnant, it was a stagnant lake. It it was, yeah, <laughs> I it wasn't been that swimming there. But yeah, Cairns was special. Because yep. uh, it was the people that, we, that I was with and... Um, I don't know, and it was the first first one, and yep. then Oregon, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Kansas is better, but then and then, uh, yeah, I don't know about Patagonia. Like, it's a big track. It's just a yeah. It's, I think, I think it's more. It's not so much that it's in where it is. Maybe because it's just like how are they? How are they gonna? Make it work <laughs> over there. Yeah, because it was a bit of a schmozzle well, in Oregon.
0: They, and there was they that oversold one in, um, it. Indonesia,
2: yeah. as well. yeah, they did oversell it. Yeah, but the there was lot. one in
0: Indonesia as well, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. and
2: I heard that was pretty, um, pretty unorganised.
0: I just don't want to party in a place where it's um, was it death penalty? For, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, you know, Are you going to go to Patagonia? Uh, right. I do not have any plans to. Yeah. but I. Probably could be swayed if I happen to have the money at the time. I think, and I, the think right people I think I think yeah. I think the thing is people will
2: be like, Yeah, like they said two years ago, like yeah, we're going to that I was like, That's that's way too long for me to decide yeah. on something. Yep. I need about a year. I yep. not even. A lot can like, happen in a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't I don't yeah. I uh, yeah. If I get to play there I'll probably I'll probably go.
1: Yeah.
2: But I uh, yeah, I don't uh, yeah, who knows? I could be easily swayed. Both me and you yep. could end up going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Leave the wise at home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, just finally, not sure if you want to uh, talk much about this at all, but um, uh, can you? What can you say about Scoville ninety five?
2: us yeah. So yeah, it's a side project of me and Griff, and we started that a few years ago now, um, probably like. 2016 mm-hmm. we just started making tunes together and we're both... producing tunes yeah yeah, yeah cool. so we've, we've got an ep um in the works it's been in the works for a long time um obviously been uh sort of been letting people know about it uh but yeah we just had a we've had a fair few breaks from the studio and griff went away touring and and then i had to focus on a f- um my ep and uh yeah so we've got five tracks there and they're super awesome um, uh, it's, we're both, you know, we're both into the same music, that yeah, what, class, classic 90s trip hop, instrumental hip hop sound. So it's all. Cause you and Griff's music is quite different. Yeah, totally. But you've,
0: you've done some, um, some DJ sets together in the past.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of started because we'd done, we we'd done a few, we'd, yeah, played a few sets together. We did uh, one in Seattle and we did that one at Rainbow. And these chill sets, and we're like, oh, we should just write some tunes and kind of mm. make it, make, make it a project. And yeah, Scoville ninety five. Sco- well, that came about. Griff loves making hot sauce, right? Um, and yeah, so it was like the Scoville measurement, and we're like, oh, well, the hottest Scoville thing is like 95 million or something but that's right. gonna sound pretty stupid scoville 95 no nah, because i
0: thought because i was thinking 95 95 on the scoville set scale is it's, not quite so it's quite low it's quite low and i don't know the number 95 million okay it makes yeah. more sense
2: we kind of had like the the nine in the, the 90s so it was like you know 90s hip-hop and and that it was kind of just yep. sort of yeah a, yeah yeah got yeah. it in there um anyway so it kind of stuck but yeah so we've been working on tracks and they're they're pretty much done. Hmm. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's everything's sampled from vinyl. Sweet. Uh, everything is just like completely, yeah, everything's, it's been really fun. We've just been digging through heaps of records. Chris's been getting all these records from his friend's uh, farm. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's really cool. So it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, yeah, like my in- instrumental hip hop kind of, um, you know we've matched with his you know mm. organic you know musical you know like it's really hard to describe what griff what sound griff's music is yeah it's Chill. like electro acoustical down tempo i don't know yeah. like yeah
0: yeah yeah but it's, 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 a, it's a good it's Drift's a really music. good
2: um yeah
0: it's a good it's a good match yeah and griff if you're listening come on my podcast yeah yeah totally yeah. <laughs> yeah. um i can't wait to hear that man yeah yeah my absolute favorites i think yeah we were planning
2: to get that um this year but i reckon we'll get it
0: out it will be next year great sure. yeah awesome
2: but you know you can't rush things sometimes yep. it's just there's no point in trying to rush things um you just you know people are like how oh, you got to get things out it's like no nah, if i could just get it out then it won't you know, people might not like, you know, listen to it or, yep. you know, if you just get it out, you kind of got to plan these things and promote, promote things, you know?
0: like yeah, Sometimes if you release too much too soon. It just it kind of all gets lost in the noise. Yeah, eh?
2: exactly. I don't like, so, some people release music all the time and I never listen to it because I haven't even listened to the first track. Yeah. You know, like it's like kind of, you've got to give people time to listen to things yep. like, yeah. But you know, people work in different ways. So. Yep.
0: Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear your next EP. Um. I cannot wait to hear Scoville 95's EP or album. EP? Yeah, EP. EP, yeah. yep. yep. Um, and yeah, if I could recommend my current favorite set of yours to all the listeners, uh, more in line with your DJ stuff, um, not your uh, obviously listen to Drifting Status, it is The Tits. Um, uh, fuck, what was it? What was your recent one that you've put up on SoundCloud? Was it Esoteric? or uh
2: mushroom valley no
0: nah, before that uh, oh my God, i did a bad job of that plug didn't i <laughs> oh
2: as it oh there's there's the one from my ep launch yeah that is sick that and what a night that was yeah uh yeah i've got the it, so the ep launch set is up on my soundcloud yep um from howler uh, thank you to all those who came down to that uh that was yeah it was an amazing night Kodak Kid
0: at Esoteric Festival 2019, Snake Pit Stage. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Love it. What a journey. I love that set. Um, So good.
2: uh, And yeah, playing Esoteric again next year. Yep. uh, Same Snake Pit Stage. Love those guys. Sick. Um, Yeah, it's going to be dope.
0: Um, Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Any, I don't know, dates or... Where can people find you?
2: Yeah, Um, I'm playing up at Twisted... I'm playing in New Zealand over New Year's. Cool. uh, Twisted Frequency Festival um, in South Island. Yep. And Rainbow. Rainbow.
0: Monday, Sunset Stage. Last set, Sunset Stage. Last set. Great.
2: Yeah. Um, And then, of course, yeah, um, um, uh, putting on the show with O.P.O. and Closy, Mad Zach Librarian at the Forum, February 14th. Um, yeah, make sure you get um, get to that. So you super awesome. And yeah, and then esoteric again. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so just some yeah, some festival shows. And...
0: Your um, your soundcloud is Kodiak Kid. Yeah, DJ Kodiak Kid. DJ Kodiak Kid, sick. Yeah awesome well, man, man for thank me. you so much this has been awesome yeah, no worries, yeah I've, uh, I've learned a thing or two about you yeah, I didn't know before <laughs> awesome thanks for listening everyone um, a sentence. thanks for listening everyone uh, have listening a good one <laughs> see you next time